Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Network update. Russell Wilson wants to make a little bit of history. The Seattle Seahawks quarterback looking to set a new precedent by signing a contract that can rise in future years based on increases in the NFL salary caps or new revenue streams. This according to Peter King of NBC Sports. The new revenue streams could include both gambling and future TV deals. Such a deal would be the first in history to fluctuate based on the league's unknown bottom line in future years. Wilson, who is entering his final year of his current deal, has set April 15th today. That's the deadline for getting a long-term deal done. Stone, still no word as of yet. King's also reported that Wilson likely won't sign a long-term deal with the Seahawks if it isn't agreed upon by today and will opt out to play under the franchise tag in 2020. That's worth $30.3 million. In 2001, $36.4 million. And franchise tagging Wilson for a third year would cost $52.4 million in 2022. Wilson's hard stance in negotiations had led to reports that he's interested in playing for maybe another team, mainly the New York Giants. Those are the stories. However, even without a new contract in place, the quarterback will attend the first day of Seattle's offseason program. Wilson spent his entire year as a Seahawk, never missed a start since entering the league in 2012, six Pro Bowl selections, and one Super Bowl title as well. The Giants are taking a long look at one of their quarterback prospects before the draft. The number six overall pick in this year's draft belongs to the Giants, and they're going to visit Dwayne Haskins for two days. Haskins growing up in the Jersey area. He met with the Broncos and Redskins last week, and the big quarterback, also Oakland, said to be very, very interested. They own the fourth pick overall. Stay tuned. Patriots star quarterback Tom Brady expected to skip volunteer team workouts for a second straight year. The 41-year-old missed last year's uh, sessions to spend more time with his family. Seemed to work. Brady threw for over 4,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 picks, and he's coming off his sixth Super Bowl championship. Just two games in the NBA playoffs tonight. Brooklyn shocking Philly in game one. What a performance by the Nets. Now the Sixers laying eight and a half points, and this one over under 226 and a half. This tips off at eight o'clock, just after eight. Game two of the doubleheader in the NBA. Golden State hosting the clip joint. Warriors laying 13 and a half. Total sits at 234 and a half. It's up a couple points. Warriors lead one nothing in that series. Doc Rivers not happy with the refing after game one. This just in, the Philadelphia Flyers have named Alain Vigneault as their new head coach. More to come. Four games in the NHL playoffs get tonight. Things starting off with a pair of games just after seven. Toronto hosting Boston. The Leafs laying 20 cents over under six flat. The series tied at one. Bruins news. Krug and DeBrusque both in the lineup for the Bees. They're going to play tonight. Nazem Kadri still waiting on a suspension for a cross check to Jake DeBrusque's head in game two. Not sure yet, but this game is under three hours and we still don't have a response. Pretty stupid by the league. The Carolina Hurricanes hosting the Washington Capitals. Kane's laying a buck 30. Total is six. Caps hold a two to nothing series lead on the bunch of jerks. 9.30, Dallas and Nashville. Stars are a small 120 favorite. Low total. This one sits at five. The series tied at one. And at 10 o'clock, Calgary hosting Colorado. The Flames laying 120 on the road over under six. This best of series tied at one. Kale Maker, the Hobie Trophy winner, will be in the lineup for Colorado tonight. He had a great year. 49 points in 41 games. This year for the UMass Minutemen, he will be in Colorado's lineup. Today, we honor the man who broke the color barrier when he made his historic MLB debut. Today, we say thank you, number 42, Jackie Robinson. It's Jackie Robinson Day across all MLB parks. This man, a real hero. Patriots Day in Boston. We had early baseball and not good for the hometown Red Sox. The Baltimore Orioles, Dwight Smith Jr., former Jay with a dinger and four ribbies. Baltimore hammering Boston, 8-1 to the final. Wow. Dan Straley gets the win. Hector Velasquez, the loss. Baltimore moves to 7-10. The Red Sox, 6-11 to start the season at 7.05. Mets and Phillies, Phillies minus 125, 7.5.
great matchup here. Syndergaard and Nola, 7-10. Cubby's laying 140 at Miami. Eight is your over-under. Darvish versus Richards, a pair at 740. St. Louis at Milwaukee. The Brew Crew, minus 135. Total, nine and a half. Hudson versus Peralta. Toronto and Minnesota. Twins, minus 140. Total, eight and a half. Schumacher versus Perez, 805. We got the Angels and Rangers. Angels, minus 130. Ten and a half. Cahill and Miller. Royals and White Sox at 810 and a trio at 1010, including Cincinnati. They make a, they play the LA Dodgers. Dodgers minus 70, and Clayton Kershaw makes his season debut tonight. Stick around, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart. Abe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll talk Tiger, Masters, playoffs in the NBA and NHL, and a whole lot more. I knew it drops by too, so stick around, everybody. Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up next. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart, now on YouTube as well. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down. New York and New Jersey, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, back uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada, in uh, Toronto, where, of course, the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs will host the Boston Bruins uh, this evening, tomorrow night. Uh, the Toronto Raptors host the Orlando Magic at busy times uh, in the six. And, of course, we pick up the pieces following Tiger Woods' masterful Masters victory. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, back from Sin City. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? Yeah, shout out to Tiger Woods. He got it done. And, uh, you know, I got to be honest, when we were wrong, and we said one thing, though, that was right. If he was going to win a major, it was going to be at Augusta. Perfect fit for that course. As he said, he plodded along. And what happens on Masters Sunday? Good players that never gag, gag. I've never seen Francesco Molinari put two balls in the water, and it was actually crazy to see. And uh, what can you say about Tiger? When he's on the leaderboard, all the young kids, they tremble. They see old Tiger, and he loves it, and they get a little bit scared, and uh, he closed it out with number 15. Congratulations to him. Very emotional. It was a great tournament, and Gabe, uh, other than that, pretty good weekend. But those Raptors losing to Orlando, burning a lot of money parlay tickets, unacceptable. They better win in game two. Yeah, yeah, a little, little bit frustrating to say say the least. But, yeah, you're right. You and I uh, stated, you know, Tiger, we, we both brought up uh, Augusta, so it's not shocking. And the British Open, I always think he has a chance there uh, as well. But, listen, I'll admit when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It is what it is. Yep. Now, listen, I didn't come into the Masters saying Tiger Woods sucks. <laughs> like, it's not like, <laughs> you know, it's not like I was like, oh, Tiger doesn't have a chance or anything. I didn't pick him. I didn't pick him. Um, and I'll be honest with you. Maybe I would have. I didn't get into the Masters this year, Cam. I barely saw any of it. I'm not going to lie. I got pissed off because Justin Rose blew my make-the-cut parlay. And, uh, and you know, I was like, all right, my parlay's done. I, You know, John Rom started to fade. I was yeah. really worried about Fleetwood, and I was really in NBA mode, in NHL mode, NBA. You know, I love the Raptors, so I was really into it in the Brooklyn Nets Saturday. And so I sort of saw... Hey, Tiger Woods is in it, but I never really thought, oh, Tiger Woods is about to win it. I never really got into the Masters, and I'm not going to lie to you. I missed it. I woke up right as he won. (laughs) I literally, I could hear it. I woke up literally. I got up, Cam, but I was hungover. I'm like, "Ah, I'm going back to sleep. I woke up. I didn't know they started it earlier. 
That's the thing. They changed those tee times. Nobody knew. And that's the thing, Gabe. Like, I'm sitting there going, what the hell's going to happen today? Next thing you know, when has the master at, uh, Masters ever ended at, like, 1.32 o'clock in the afternoon? It was crazy. Like, I'm looking at my phone, the same thing, right? Like, I'm at the hotel going, okay, how am I going to get early coverage? I got to go down to the book. I'm looking around. They're all hell. I look at Patrick Cantlay. He's making a move. I got this guy at 80 to 1. He led the Masters with three holes to go. I was losing my mind, Morenci. Then what does he do? Bogey, bogey. Welcome to our world. Couldn't even get a top six for me. What a joke. All right. Well, now it goes from now. Listen, he won. And listen, we were wrong. It is what it is. And I'm starting to think he has a chance at Jack now. Before, I said no way in hell. Now, I'm like, I got to admit it. He's only 43 years old. He He, he really does. Looks good. Uh, we're, we're right about so many things, you and I can. We can't be right about everything. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions. Ready Rage Radio continues. Uh, Cam Stewart back from Las Vegas. Thanks to George Kurtz for stepping up and in. George uh, will be with us tomorrow. I was thinking about even getting him on today just because he was uh, disagreeing with me on Twitter earlier. But like I said, uh, you know, I'm a nicer guy than most people. I said no suspension for Kadri. Say, hey, I'm watching you, Kadri. You know, that, 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 that'd that be enough after the fact. DeBrus tried to run Marlowe into the pole. Yeah, uh, next to the bench. It was a cheap shot, and I don't know why no one sees that. They're like, no, he didn't. I'm like, I what do. do you mean, no, he didn't? He, he skated. He waited. He was like, I'm going to wait till right now, and I'm going to try to drill him. That's Marlowe, too. Marlowe's like 80 years old. That was a Bush League move by that DeBrusque guy. He deserved to get hit in the face. You, you know what, Gabe? And you're, you're right about that. I still think he's going to get a game or two. I'm with you. All these hockey guys, they're, they're thinking five games. I'm thinking that's nuts. Nah, nah, one uh, game. No, he'll get he'll get two. I think he'll get two or three. I, I think you're right. They'll get. I'll because say they the give head. him two. Yeah, but yeah. but I'm yeah. with you. I think DeBrusque has been known. Like I I lucked it. I love his dad. Louis DeBrusque was one of the best fighters of all time. I don't understand how Jake DeBrusque. He's been a little cheap shot artist his whole life. He's a a slew footer like guys like Malkin. He's a cheap shot artist. You can kill somebody doing something like that. But Kadri gave the problem is with Kadri, and even as a Leaf fan, I have to be unbiased. He's a repeat offender. He's hit people in the head before, and it just doesn't look good on him. It would have been nice if somebody else instead of Kadri had to do this because the Leafs are going to need his grit in this series. They played like crap that second game, and uh, Boston just basically burned him into the ground. I'm really worried about tonight's game, especially with the toughness level. It's time for Tavares and uh, Matthews to step up. Matthews has one point in nine playoff games. It's unacceptable. And look what the Islanders have done without Tavares. Kudos to you, Barry Trotz, and this team. You're playing a great system of hockey. They are putting the Penguins, they are beating them down in every area, Gabe. That's how you play playoff hockey, Islander style. They're playing for each other. They're working hard, and you got to love it. Up three to nothing. What a performance. Yeah, crazy, man. If you would have told me before the playoffs started that uh, the Tampa and Pittsburgh would be down 0-3 each, I'd say, wow. <laughs> you're nuts. Really? You're, you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not even Bob in Vermont would pick that. Yeah. <laughs> I got Columbus in the series, Marenzi, and we've been uh, we've been high on Columbus. Let's give Columbus a lot of respect, too. The one thing I like about Columbus with Tampa Bay is they look faster. Uh, Panarin stepping up. We know about Atkinson and these guys, and 
at the end of the season, the thing is, Gabe, and we know this, we've been around hockey for a long time. Playing playoff games going into the playoffs is huge compared to a team that's not. Columbus has had this intensity going for the last 10 to 12 games of the season, and the Tampa Bay Lightning yep, yep. Might, as, might as well have been in a beach or in Vegas with me sipping booze because, you know what, they're not ready to play. It's very simple. Or in Vegas in Vegas with the Raging Reddit, uh, Cam Stewart. So I asked people on Twitter earlier this morning, will Tiger Woods catch up to Jack's 18 major championship wins? Uh, 205 responses. 26% say Tiger will pass Jack. 18% uh, say he will tie Jack. Ooh. 56% say won't catch him. Um, and it's interesting because I was looking for some odds, and I figured, yeah, somebody's got to put a prop up for this. And our good friends over at FanDuel are actually the first ones out of the gate. Props to FanDuel. Uh, they just posted numbers for this, I see, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, will Tiger Woods. So 5-1 to one, plus 500, Cam, that he ties Jack. Plus 500 that he yep. ties Jack. 10 to 1 that he passes him. I got to be honest, Gabe. Since you brought it out there to me, I'm really thinking about this one. I don't think he's going to win another U.S. Open due to guys like Kepka and Dustin Johnson and the big hitters. I think that it'll eventually wear him down. But at 44, remember, Tom Watson almost won a tournament when he was 60 at the British Open before Stuart Sink beat him, which would have been probably the craziest sports story of all time. Tiger Woods still has lots of time with the British and the Masters. Those are the only majors I think he's going to win. The PGA in the U.S., I have a lot of questions about over four days. It's going to be very, very difficult. But those, I think he can get it done. Ah, man, it's such a tough thing. I think he probably wins one or two more. I don't think he gets to Jack. I'm thinking 17, but very intriguing, Marenzi. Very intriguing. Yeah, I'll tell you. I don't know. Is he? I think he's, he's, he's 44. That's what I thought, 43. Maybe he's late 43, going on 44. He's 44. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's 44. I think he's okay, 44. Okay, so. The 44, well, whatever. So I'm, I'm with you. He's in pretty good shape right now, too. I mean, yeah, he's got some health issues, but at the same point in time, I don't think he'll push himself and and play in a million tournaments. I don't think he'll play a lot. I think he'll sort of gun for majors. And I'm totally with you in that. Listen, he could, he'll always have a chance at Augusta. And I figure, always. And look, the Cam, Phil Mickelson's 49 years old right now. I know. Still, still playing pretty good golf. He sure is. You know? Getting the ball so, He's hitting the ball harder than he ever has, Gabe. It's actually crazy. These guys, it's not like the old days where the athletes we used to know, you meet them in the bar, hey, you want to have a smoke? Like Guy Lafleur. These guys, it's a different, different era, and these well, young look, guys Cam, work out I'm a lot. four years know? older than Tiger, and trust me, yeah. if I had Tiger's game, I could get through a course. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And Tiger's in better shape than I am. Oh, you think? Like, it's golf. He's, it's not the <laughs> NBA, bro. He's in great shape. Yes. Yeah, it's not the NBA. It's not the NHL. Like, it's golf. He's in you know I mean, like Tiger. Yeah, Tiger could still <laughs> win for a while. Definitely. Definitely. You know, we're, we're hopping and puffing on on the sixth hole. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tiger Woods is in very good shape. The only thing you worry about is the back, the surgeries and things like that, Gabe. But and and also here's another factor and a feather in his cap. You ever notice when Tiger Woods is in the event or have a, a chance to win, how the young guys kind of fade? It's like before. And look at the guys that battled Tiger and lost. Bob May, an absolute nobody but almost beat Tiger Woods, and he showed his guts, and he battled down to the end. Rocco Mediate almost did it on a broken leg. Tiger Woods finally beat him in extra holes. Like, you know, Chris DeMarco at the Masters before, putting in his best performance. It's actually hilarious now. When Tiger Woods gets a lead against these young guys, despite them being awesome, they almost fade for him. 
It's like, you know what I mean? They look at him and go, ooh, Tiger, he's Superman. We can't beat him. It's weird. The I know. way these guys fade. It's almost like, I'm not saying they give it to him. I'm just saying he intimidates them so much. It's like, guys, Bob May, Chris DeMarco, and Rocco Media stuck up for Tiger. Why can't you, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler? You get my drift, Gabe? I said, uh, I said the same thing this morning, and I seem to be in a minority when I said, to be honest, I said all these guys just sort of let them win. It and I'm, exactly. I'm not saying that, oh, we're going to let Tiger win. They were trying to win. No. Yeah, but the whole I... thing that I saw that, oh, there were like a bunch of players waiting for him in the clubhouse after and stuff. And I'm thinking, you guys are crazy. He's like a shark. You're all welcoming him and stuff, and he's just shake. You're shaking his hand and hugging him, and he's thinking, "I'm gonna kick your ass for the next five years, kids." Exactly. It's like, guys, exactly. he's there to win. You're there to congratulate him. I would have been kicking things on the way out, going, "I can't believe I just lost to a 44-year-old man. This is unbelievable." Yeah. Like, you notice Patrick Cantlay didn't come out, Gabe. He's the guy that had it 80 to one, and Tiger talked about him. He had the lead, and the minute he looked at the leaderboard and saw his name at the top, I literally think he dropped one in his pants. He goes, oh, my God, I just eagled that hole. I'm 13 under. I'm ahead of everybody. Hopefully the reins pick up and then bogey, bogey. That's the difference between Tiger Woods and all these other guys. He'll just let you, you know, he's kind of like that snake. He's just kind of plodding around, da, 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 waiting for you to screw up. And he's plodding and waiting and waiting. And you said it. These guys, I, okay, sure, it's a class move to congratulate him. But don't bow down to him at the end, too. It's like, I want to see you battle him. Why don't you show some, like, these kids are too soft. Like, back in the day, and I give Rocco Media and all those guys all the credit in the world, they had no game, no game compared to these kids, Gabe. And what does he do? What does he do? He took everything he had to beat them. Now these kids, it almost like they're like, okay, Tiger, you're the best. We give in. It feels that way. Well, we've got Ron Syrak. We had him on this morning. We'll replay it uh, a little bit yeah. later on. You'll enjoy the, uh, the conversation we had with him. I will. He's a good guy. He, know, he knows his stuff. Yeah, you know Ron Syrak. He's a Hall yeah. of Famer. Like he's uh, very good, very lifetime good achievement award golf writer and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's, so he's been around. He's awesome. Like he was actually talking about, well, Gabe, you know, I was there when Jack won in '86. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. the guy's been around. So he was like over the top excited about laying this out. Now Jack himself tweeted, Cam. Jack himself tweeted, he's gonna catch me. He's got a good chance to catch me. Yep. And he even brought up, so the next tournament is uh, where at uh, Bethpage Black. Yeah, he's played well there before, won there he's before. He's won there. He's won I there know. before. You know where yeah. they're, they're playing? Of all years, we say about the U.S. Open, this year what the U.S. Open is? Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah. Those are Pebble Beach he owns. Bethpage of Black, all the courses Black where it's the U.S. Open, Pebble is. Beach. Great point. And another thing, Not one of these bitch courses like in Oklahoma or one of those ones. Yep. You know what I mean? It's Pebble Chinnacock Beach. or whatever. Played yeah, it a million no, times. No problem. There's one there. His caddy, big New York guy, too. Joe LaCava is a big Giants fan. He knows the area. Advantage Tiger Woods in these majors. Good points. Excellent point. He, he, he might get another one this year. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Ready Trades Radio iHeart now on YouTube. Uh, as well, uh, we're waiting word for uh, the Cadre suspension. Yeah, what's uh, taking which, so long? Well, they want to screw with the Leafs. Two and a half hours. They want to screw with them. They want to give them bad news right before the game starts. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. Like uh, it's, you it's knew. A jo- you knew this was happening a day uh, uh, over a day ago. You're waiting. It's 4:30 Eastern time, and you still haven't made a damn decision on a playoff game that goes off just after seven o'clock. What are these guys asleep? As you say, Gabe, at the strip bar? What, like, what's it? Okay, well, we got to over at the brass rail. Condry, yeah, exactly. Zanzibar. Two, two strip bar parlay. I don't know what the hell these idiots are doing, but yeah, like, at least get it out in the open so the Leafs can figure out what's going on here. They got enough problems with Boston. <laughs> Joke. Zanz- Zanzibar. All right, let's <laughs> break. Uh, All right, let's bring Mike Blue. Let's bring Mike Blewett in. Uh, right now, uh, joins us, uh, Mike. Uh, welcome to the program. How you doing today? I'm doing, guys. No, no problem with the recall of the strip club names, obviously. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't recommend Zanzibar to anybody, actually. But no, that's no. that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, the brass rail, on the other hand, yeah. uh, is okay. Oh, Lancaster, but... eh, they got they got a buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the brass no rail was on the turn, Gabe. That's where uh, that's where uh, A Rod got nailed uh, years ago. Yes. But yeah. uh, I remember. But that. I but yeah, but I digress. Uh, but no, we'll see. We'll see what happens when they announce this uh, suspension. We'll keep our eye on this. I guess I don't know. I guess he's not playing tonight. That's that's the moral nope. of the story. But I mean, I hope they don't overreact. One game would be enough, maybe two. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. So what, Mike? Um, everyone's talking about Tiger Woods. I posted uh, I posted a, a poll question this morning. Will uh, Will Tiger Woods pass Jack? Will he tie Jack? Will he not catch Jack? And I'm going to be fully honest. I I was one of the people and Cam. We were like, he's never catching Jack. He's kind of done. He's worn out, and he was. And in fact, his own words. He said yesterday, "I was done." He even said it. He said, "I was done." And and here he is. Here he is back right now. And really. I'm not going to be a hater for being the sake of being a hater when I look. And me and Cam just talked about it. It seems like the other golfers just don't have the same killer instinct uh, that he does. And, and, you know, then for generations, you can't. Like, Dustin Johnson's a great golfer, no killer instinct. I think Rory, Rory's overrated to me. Yeah, he's a great golfer, but where are the wins? Um, you know, Molinari seems to be a badass that, that, comes to, that, that shows up to compete. But he does. When I look at the field, yeah, they're younger. Technically, they're better, but... Um, you know, it's like Ron brought up this morning. Tiger Woods is like a baseball pitcher that used to throw fastballs, but now he's figured out how to pitch at an older age. And he's still mentally tougher than all these other guys on the tour is. I don't see why he can't, actually. And he's won at Bethpage Black where they're playing in Long Island. And imagine, Cam, it's in New York the next one. It's going to be off the hook with the media it is. and stuff. It's going to be After awesome. that. We should be there, Gabe. We should be there, yeah, Gabe. I should cover it for the network. Yeah, live from Beth Page back sports Ray. I'll be there. I'll be there on Friday for sure. Yeah, right, Blue. It looks That's like you'll awesome, be covering. You looks like you'll be covering for the network. Yes, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta take. I gotta take some load off your shoulders, Gabe. But imagine thinking the media. Think of the media like hype when it's in New York. In I'm bummed that I didn't already buy the tickets. I, I I've had a re- reserve. Like I've had a reservation to buy tickets. Like a, a reminder to keep reminding myself. And then I just forgot. 
and now Tiger won, so it's going to be out of control. Yeah, and, oh, Mike, yeah, and, and what about LaCava, too? And a lot of that win, like, uh, he's been a great caddy, right? He's beside Tiger. He's got the New York Giants uh, book, you know what I mean? When they got the yardage book, it's got the New York Giants logo on the front. Like, advantage yeah. New York, and you know the fans, too. Like, the way they embraced Phil, that's Phil. It's going to be, as Gabe said before, like five times, ten times the amount of respect for Tiger after winning the Masters. It's going to be a real home, home game for, for Tiger, for sure. Like, I mean, I was at Shinnecock last year for the U.S. Open, and that's when Tiger wasn't even playing particularly well. And the throngs of people that were following him on that Friday in Shinnecock were, like, unlike anything I've ever seen, certainly on a golf course, and I've never really even seen anything like that in person, where there's one person walking down a fairway and there's 20,000, 30,000 people following him, just him, and he wasn't even really competing in that tournament. So... I can only imagine what it's going to be now. I have to give you credit, Gabe, because, look, you and I talk a lot, and, and sometimes you can be, and I say this with respect, you can be a little bit more cynical towards some of this stuff. But I think even you yesterday admitted that it was really cool. I, you know, I think the redemption story for Tiger is sometimes overplayed, and, and on the flip side, sometimes people bash it because some of the issues for him were of his own doing. But the physical part of it, where he had the multiple back surgeries and all these injuries for him to come back and play a tournament like that, as many people have said, it's just hard to believe that he played like that. For me, it's the personal the personal side of it. And not, not from a Disney, like, oh, sentimental standpoint, right. but from the fact that this guy, this guy basically was physically, you know, done psychologically. Yeah. You know, like we... Tiger Woods, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he was in a tournament, a kid had a, a picture of a mugshot, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. sort of had the, the vision, like, Tiger went from popping pills and crashing cars and being in a dark spot, pretty much rock bottom, to not only, you know, getting his life back in order, but then getting to the top of the top again. That's what I'm most impressed with. From the totally golf, agree. The golf, you and I the golf, are like yeah, The golf accomplishment's one thing, but just from where he was. And a lot of people yeah. could have said, hey, you know what? I got, you know, I heard he's got $750 million already. You can say, man, I'm already nearly a billionaire. I was, you know, I'm one yeah. of the best, I'm probably the best golfer of all time, me and Jack, whatever. It was a hell of a run. You know, it was a hell of a run. And, and I always said, totally. remember, Cam, I even said yeah. a couple of years ago, I said, you know, now that you're, you agreed. I said, now your career's winding down. Why don't you buy an NBA team or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you stay competitive and. You know, hell, by an NBA team, the guy's going to be winning. You know, I think he'll win again. Like, I'm not, I'm done doubting him. I mean, I think the way he's playing, he played well last year. He'll pick his spots, and now he's confident again. He's going to get his swagger back. Like I said, it might take three, four years for this to happen, but I think he can get to 18. The crazy thing is, Marenzi and Mike, yeah, if you don't ahead. golf, and sorry, sorry, Mike, I, I mean, you're up, but no, I know guys that have no, played no. on the Canadian tour, and I know a lot of games. Gabe knows. Like, I went down to the Masters and covered it. Golf's one of my favorite games. And I know people that have lost it in golf. Look at Lee Westwood, for example. Where's Danny Willett been since he's won, since he's won this? And this process has not just been one year. For an 11 years between a major, to lose your game totally, to bring it back up to this level, the nuances and the mental aspects of the sport, that's the crazy thing for me. Because I know lots of yeah. guys from every single level of golf that lost it, that never got it back and worked on it every day. And you heard what he said. You know what I mean? For me to compete, I got to be up at three o'clock in the morning to battle these kids. Yeah. It's commendable, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Ian Baker Finch, there's many guys that just, it went, yep. it completely went away. David, du, 
David Duvall was besieged by back injuries, and he never came back. He was the guy competing with Tiger. No joke. I mean, this is now 20 years ago where Duvall and Tiger were going at it. And Duvall's been an announcer for a really long time. And Tiger just said, no, it's, it's the one thing I'm, I'm built to do, and I'm going to try and, and come back and do it. I, I think the combination of his physical breakdown and for him to just persevere through that mentally, that, to, to Cam's point, is the impressive part. He's had to relearn his game almost yeah. from the ground up because of all the back injuries. Yeah, another player that uh, was great and just lost it a lot younger, though, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, I don't back. know what's going yeah. on there. It's crazy. Yeah, golf. Golf, man, you know, it's not like baseball. I guess it's like life. I mean, things can be good until they're not. And when they're not, it's, it's hard to make them good again. It's true. Right? Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about it, Cam. When do you win the most bets? When you don't need the money. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm Excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah. Like, you know, so I, true. I think about this. It's interesting yeah, like, to me the people, comparison Men to with girlfriends. Men with girlfriends get hit on more than single dudes. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's true. true. Yeah, when you it's need it, like, you don't get it. Yeah. When you don't need it, you yeah. got it. It's it happens. Way, it's, yeah, it's it's wrong. It's the way that's the way that it works. Yeah, when it feels like, like, oh, like oh, oh yeah, they smell they it. Smell, they smell. They smell the smell. failure yeah. and the desperation. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Lord Gambler smells. It. You're like, man, I really need fragrance. this parlay. Like, I really need this. You're not gonna get it. The day you get paid, you got you have money in your pocket. You play a big. Hey, I just won four hundred bucks. You you didn't need the money, but of course you won. <laughs> Lord works in mysterious ways. It's so true, man. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I mean, yep. you're talking about, you know, to your point about the, the mental component, I mean, we saw yesterday when he sticks that shot on 16, he knows that he just won the tournament. He didn't fist pump. He just knew it. He was like, he was in the zone. He was locked in in a way that we haven't seen from him in a really long time. He knew as soon as he stuck that shot that he had won the tournament. Yeah, and and Mike, before that, I was telling Gabe, I got Cantlay at eighty to one, and I'm sitting there and I and I smash that kid. I wake up, they start the early time. He hits that eagle putt. He's leading, he's leading the Masters. And then and you saw it the minute he looked up at the scoreboard and was like, oh my god, I'm in first place. You saw what happened. His difference on sixteen, he almost hits it off the green, crazy putt that he can't hit for par. He's done. Whereas Tiger Woods embraces it. Okay, Molinari's in the water. Fino can't. Tony Fino, he can't putt. He gagged here, and he's just licking his chops, waiting for everybody to to fold. But to Gabe's earlier point, Mike, and I want to talk about this: Who out of this young generation is going to step up? Who's going to be the rival? Because Bob May, that was a one-time thing. Rocco Mediate, crazy leg, as I mentioned, he almost beat Tiger. And these kids today have five times, ten times the skill set that these guys do. Who is going to be man enough to step up to Tiger and say, I'm going to stare you in the face, I'm going to beat you, instead of crumbling in front of him? That's the question. Yeah, and you, you, you make a good point about them being in better physical shape. I, I think that will help. That obviously helps them on some level, but you can't really dismiss what Kepka has been able to do over the right. last two years in majors. I know there's more consistent players all throughout the tour, but what Kepka has done in majors for the last two years is a guy that could obviously do this long term or should be able to. Great point, Mike. All right. I blew it with us. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, now on YouTube. Mike will stay for another segment. We'll get a Billy Joel review. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. First round of the 2019 NFL Draft is Thursday, April 25th. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. Auto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the Internet. Davis, Maddock, and Auto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long, betting, basketball, and NFL Draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Uh, well done, Cam. So uh, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci. Mike Blewett uh, with us. Uh, and I don't know, uh, you probably, I don't know if you heard about this, Cam, in Las Vegas, actually, locally, but. There's a dude from Vegas that's killing Jeopardy right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we watched him. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. This guy, and he's all in, too, Gabe. You see him? He's flashing the money like he's at the strip club there. He's like, yeah, double showcase. This guy does not care. That's the problem with people on Jeopardy. They never had the betting killer attitude. This guy's from Vegas. He plays like it. Animal. Yeah. He's playing it like it's a table. He does. <laughs> he's an animal. I love this guy. All in. Well, all in. Guys, I was, in. So I was reading the, yeah, I was reading the story. So he won, he cleared a quarter of a million dollars in four nights. That dude, Ken Jennings, won 74 times for two and a half million. This guy would slaughter that number if he got to win 74 (laughs) times in a row. Well, he keeps winning. I don't want to, no Jeopardy spoiler or anything, but this is from Friday. So he won again Friday. So he's coming into this week. He won again. And... um, on Friday, like Cam and, and Mike, he keeps getting better. Like, he already set a record last week with one of the highest, like, single-day totals. He did it again. Uh, on Friday's show, he won $110,941. Yeah. Through seven days, he's now up $415,000. Whoa. Yeah, $415 and <laughs> $35 is now the fourth on the show's all-time winnings list. In, in four seven days. wins? In he only won days. seven times? What's that? He won seven times for the four hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, seven shows. Seven, seven shows. Yeah. And Ken Jennings won ten times that amount and only five times the money. Bigger money now. Stakes are bigger, I oh. guess. <laughs> um, well, he's just going all in, like Cam says. He's like, yeah, daily double, baby. Let it ride. You're right too. That's a good point. Ken Jennings was safe because he's like not a crazy yeah. dude. So he was yeah. already knew, yeah. He always knew he was going to win, so he would just sort of add a little bit on yeah. after. Like that's he right. wouldn't go, yeah, that's right. he wouldn't go all the way. This guy's like doubling and tripling up. And oh, he's stuff. crazy. He's I like, yeah, I'll risk it all, Alec. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll risk it all. Like he's, dude. I don't know. The other day, I don't know what he's up to now. This is unfathomable. Well, to it's me. all house money now. Now it's yep. all house money. He can just do it every time. What does he care? Right. Yeah, he's already won. So I won through, eight times. And I won a half a million bucks. Screw. <laughs> For the first tape. four shows, he answered. So he's he's hit the button 132 times. 
through four shows, he was right 129 times. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good accuracy. That's nuts. He's quick on the trigger, too, Marenzi. That's the thing. He knows all well, the drugs. He's all he's 132 all questions. He's been right 129 yeah. times. Yeah, he's quick on the buzzer. He knows like he everything. Is. Yes, this guy's amazing. At the risk of sounding arrogant, I fancy myself pretty good at Jeopardy. No way yeah, I'm getting with that accuracy. You're a smart guy, Mike. I'm absolutely surprised you haven't been on Jeopardy. I, I used to do a radio show with a guy locally in Toronto. He did really, he he, he did well. Gabe, you know, uh, when I worked with Oakley, Mike Stafford went on Jeopardy. He's like a, like a Mensa member. He's a real oh, smart he? yeah. guy. Yeah, he's very good. He did well, too. He's smart. I know a guy. I know a guy that uh, they went to the mall in Montreal and stuff, and yeah. he made the show. He made the cut and stuff, and he got uh, he got booted off the set for hitting the button too early too many times. <laughs> Come on! I swear to That's God, amazing. He was holding up the TV taping, and they they said, yeah, "Listen, like, because they have people on standby, basically, right? They were like, That's you're gone, crap. bro. You're done.' That's awesome. Because he bitched. He like he did it like three times, and finally they were like, "Listen." We got other shows to tape. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's he, got, he got bumped. He got bumped because, it's yeah, true. he you're hit right, the Gabe. button they have too, too soon too many times. And they were like, all right, dude, you're done. We yeah. warned you. Stop doing that. <laughs> Said it. They got extra guys waiting in the winds. If you're a turkey, they'll they'll take you right out. They don't care. <laughs> right? It's costing production money. Jeopardy understudy on call. <laughs> they got great. a bunch of people in the wings. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this guy, this guy's a pro sports better. Yes. Uh, that's his yeah. deal. Yeah, University he, of Illinois. Yeah, he, he bets on sports uh, for a living in Vegas. He just bets on sports, he says. Well, you have a nicer bankroll to do it now, huh? Sure. No kidding. Who does he like tonight? Leverage. Oh, God. <laughs> do you like got? Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just tell us who you like? Yeah, why don't you just tell us who you like? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you this. Some guy evidently has got $3,000 to burn because uh, somebody just walked in. Right now to um, the Westgate in Vegas and bet $3,000 on the Clippers to beat the Warriors in the series. Wow. 100 to 1 odds. It'll pay $300,000. Don't think it's going to happen, but I like his, uh, I like his style. Uh, of course. What, everyone, what about that everyone's, Yeah, 85000 Cam, on Tiger Woods. He won $1.19 million yesterday yeah, on I, Will yeah. Hill. There was another guy, I think. I'm not sure, Gabe, if this was the right story. I thought there was a we'll guy with 140,000 too, but I'm not sure. But you're right. I heard that other story. Heard there were a couple big Tiger Woods bets out there. People cashed in. Good for them. Some guy just bet to twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars to win twenty dollars in Vegas. The Tiger will not uh, sweep the major board. <laughs> <laughs> That's idiotic. Like you he should almost be banned. You should be banned from gambling for gambling like that. That's just stupid. He bet twenty. That's people dumb. are. That's well, people are saying, why would he do this? Is he money laundering or? Yeah, and no, people doing? are like, no, he did it to get the casino points. Oh, really? <laughs> why don't you just go for a lot of? <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? Oh my God! The casino points. What? That, that's what you're doing to get casino points? I don't know. I mean, he probably got some rooms out of this. He just bet twenty k. Couldn't you have a lot more fun spending the twenty grand elsewhere? That's what I'm thinking too, Marenzi. That's a bad way. I, I I still don't like it. That guy should get banned. That's a bad to win twenty. Way. To win twenty I'm bucks. That's I'm so stupid. Guy. God, that's ridiculous.
It's like Paul it Casey real. blew it. I want to take his. Dude, uh, they're hanging on with interest. After, they're after making masters. They're making more in interest alone. Like you're, they're taking your money. Like you're just giving twenty k to the sport. Twenty bucks, Gabe. Like what are you doing? That's so saying, you stupid. just loaned the casino twenty thousand dollars. That's exactly it. For for at least a month until he loses <laughs> at Bethpage, you've at least given them a four week loan. That's that's, that, that's crazy. He's gonna come back. Can I get my money twenty thousand and here's your twenty dollars profit, sir? Yeah. It's gonna cost him Cam more to park. <laughs> Excellent well, Darren point. Darren Rovell would always put He's those bets out. Where, like when you would have to bet the UConn women to win the tournament, that they had crazy bets like that, like people betting thirty grand to win three hundred and fifty bucks, you know, stuff like that. Which listen, if I had the money, but at least it, I talked it about like this morning. The Raptors are now minus two seventy on the series. That's not bad. From eight hundred, yes, yeah, they're not losing the series. They're not losing they? minus. This they were minus twelve hundred. Yeah, they minus were minus. 1, Minus 1,200, minus 1,300 at stations because I remember I was doing the show with those guys uh, before I called you too, Gabe. Or you, yeah, uh, yeah, they were minus 1,300, and uh, that's good. Yeah, if you want to take that bet after losing the first game, see, that's smart gambling. Now you're getting a 13 to 1 down to 270, and they should be able to get it done. Orlando scared them, but the Raptors are a better team. They're, and Kyle Lowry will score in the next game. It's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, we all what a joke, though. This, But honestly, Mike, I went on the show when I was down there, and the first thing we talk about, and Gabe, Gabe's really into the Raptors even more than me, no team has a dark cloud over their head like these guys, and you needed to get out on the right foot. And to lose as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite outright against Orlando, it's like, here we go again. Like, Gabe, I was at the yeah. airport leaving, guy in Raptors gear. We're talking, here we go again, Washington, uh, when they were an eight seed versus a one. Oh, my God, we got swept. It's unbelievable with these guys, man. It's just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. UVA had a, a little nervous first half in their first game of the tournament this year against Gardner-Webb. But, uh, Correct. So hopefully Correct. the Raptors turn it around like the uh, Cavaliers did. So. Oh, yeah, the are you nervous about Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, it's a lead story in my update there, Mike. Uh, from what's going on here, it looks like uh, he's still going to report, but He's basically saying, you know what? If you don't give me a deal, franchise tag me every every single year, and then I'll probably not be a Seahawk anymore. Gabe, I'll give you credit. Me yeah. and you, we got laughed at when we talked about this. It does look like he's gonna. He wants to leave Seattle, Mike. There've been multiple reports right. now. People, I remember. People are like, "There's no way in hell, Brad Seeder, Russell they, Wilson's I remember, going no, anywhere." They said that I'm to like, me no, and you. This I is said real. He's gonna go I to the Giants. I know. I, I said I, this I isn't me. coming out of nowhere. Like he's thrown this out there for a reason. Exactly. It's real. And his wife's it, an it entertainer. Is. She's wants new. She's in New York a lot. She is in I New think, York. I think the lack of Seattle picking up any star players on offense has pissed him off finally. Yeah. I think he's thinking to himself, I mean, why am I doing this? I'm playing out here in the Pacific Northwest. I've been here for years. It's pretty clear. Look, we didn't get Odell. We didn't get Antonio Brown. We never do anything flashy. Every time a good player wants money, he leaves here. I've been here forever. My wife, you know, and I bet he's the type of guy to... You know, my wife wants to, as an entertainer, it'd be better if we were in New York. And I don't know. I, it seems to me that it's coming to a head. Unless, listen, Seattle step up to the table tonight. But why does Seattle want to let it get to this? They should just extend him. But I don't know. I get the feeling they're you, not going you to. Don't, you no. don't set a deadline like, like this unless you want some major action to occur. There's no reason for April 15th to be the deadline. Yeah, he also wants $35 million a year. For action. Of course. But so, yeah, it really yeah, puts their feet to the fire. I just don't know why it has to be today. 
Mike, but it, they were saying if you franchise him for the third year, what are we talking? $52 million or some crazy yeah, number like not, that? It's nuts. It's not, you can't, it's not palatable. You can't do it. No, that. it's not. You can't do that. Like, <laughs> Abe, I don't know what the hell's going on, man, but you're right. Like Seattle's been on the cheap for a long time. They are my team, but you could just tell like his wife's in the entertainment business. She did all the new Year's stuff. She's always in New York. Russell Wilson seems like the type of guy too, to say, Hey honey, you know what? Your life is as, is as important as mine. You like New York? Well, we can make it work. And he seems like you he's the type of guy that wants to be, wants to be a star too, Cam. Yeah. Russell wants to be a bigger star. You think that's it? I, I agree, Mike. I think so. I really do. I really think New York's for him. He played as, uh, you know, at NC State and Wisconsin, still pretty generally Midwest and East. Like, uh, he's been out in Seattle for a long for period of wife. time. Yep. He can say it's for his wife, but maybe it's for him. He, yep, it's true. Absolutely true. Yeah, Dave, it's he not might, so far-fetched, buddy. I, this thing could actually, this could happen. He could go to the Giants. He might be thinking in the same terms that Le, Le, LeBron was thinking about going to L.A. Yeah. Russell Wilson has I, bigger I, aspirations I than just being a quarterback, right? And business ventures mm-hmm. and entertainment. And he's thinking, I'm never going to get this in Seattle. I'm being wasted in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Yeah. Eli was more recognized than Phil Rivers just based on zip code. He won, obviously, but zip code was a big deal for Eli. Well, like we said, Seattle have never been. Um, They're not big Seattle's. No, like they, they, and they, they haven't stepped up and been aggressive in free agency ever. You know, listen, they have a decent team, but because of him, for the most part, you know, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, I mean, like he makes their offense a lot better with limited, with limited talent around him. Yeah, they run the football. They got a little bit better at that this year, but he never really, you know, Doug Baldwin was okay, but he's never really had a legitimate star threat uh, to work with. You know, we'll see. And also, people like change in life sometimes, right? It's always the players you least expect it, too, that end up on different teams. Mike blew it. Thanks for the time, Mike. Take care, Mike. Thanks, fellas. All the best, buddy. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage. Radio, we'll take a look at the NHL card uh, for tonight. It's a busy one. Only two games in the NBA. Game time decisions. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Tiger Woods is the eight to one favorite to win the PGA Championship. Don't like that. Um, he already has major victories in each of the next two venues: Bethpage Black and Pebble Beach. Uh, so he's uh, one win in three starts. He's played three times at Bethpage Black. He won the PGA Championship uh, there before. Um, he won the U.S. Open in 2000 at Pebble Beach. Uh, he's won there twice. Uh, once though it was a major, including the 2000 U.S. Open. And uh, Royal Portrush has never played the event at uh, this course before. Royal Portrush, Cam, the British Open this year. 
Royal Portrush, I think uh, the home of uh, I think Graham McDowell, it's in Northern Ireland. I think that's uh, I think that's one of his home courses. Why he was uh, very happy to win a tournament earlier this year to get in there. And yeah, Tiger Woods. But any any type of that any type of golf in the British Open, Gabe, he has all the shots in the bag. So uh, I like I like him more in the British than the PGA. Even though it is at Beth Page Black, and he won the Masters eight to one. I will not be pulling the trigger. Sorry. Uh, I see here at ESPN Stats and Info, the Tampa Bay Lightning are one loss for being eliminated uh, right now. And uh, teams with the most wins in a regular season, Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, NHL, have all failed to win the championship. Isn't that crazy? No, it isn't, isn't, isn't that nuts? What I, it is nuts. And know what I'd do with the President's Trophy? I'd grab it and get a gun and just blow it up into a million pieces. It's all, <clears throat> It's almost like Tampa Bay was playing for the record and whatever, and the whole essence of what you want to do is play for the Stanley Cup. And we talked about it. All the teams that are playing well now had to get into, had to squeak in, like Columbus. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Uh, they played well. I got to give, actually, well, we'll give Washington a little bit of credit because they've had a playoff spot locked up for a while, but they're still getting it done. But Tampa Bay and Hedman's going to be out for uh, game uh, four, too, Gabe. I think Columbus might sweep these guys. Am I nuts? I, like I have them in the series. I have them in the series. Like the 2001 Seattle Mariners set a record at the time. They won like 118 games or something crazy. They didn't win. Uh, the 2015-16 Warriors, the team that set that all-time record. They lost. That was the year they lost to LeBron and the Caps. Remember 2007 to win with Patriots? They were undefeated or whatever. They lost to Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, 95-96 Red Wings set a record at the time. And uh, now the 2018-2019 Tampa Bay Lightning are on a break. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yang. I'm Cam Zuer, your fantasy sports news update. Just a pair of the NBA playoffs tonight and Gabe, we like what Brooklyn did in game one, shocking Philadelphia. Tonight, the Sixers, they were up to eight and a half, now eight. People bet the line down to eight. Uh, Sixers minus eight versus the Nets, over under 226. This one tips off just after eight. Game two of the doubleheader, Golden State hosting the LA Clippers. Clippers getting some bad calls in game one. Doc Rivers not happy and the Warriors laying 13 and a half points tonight. Total down to 234. Warriors lead this series one game to none. Russell Wilson wants to make a little bit of history. The Seattle Seahawks quarterback looking to set a precedent by signing a contract that can rise in future years based on increases in the NFL salary cap or new revenue streams. This, according to Peter King, those new revenue streams could include gambling and future TV deals. Such a deal would be the first in history to fluctuate. Wilson, who is entering his final year of his current deal, has set an April 15th deadline, ladies and gentlemen. That's today. Still no word yet, but he wants a long-term deal with Seattle. He also said that even if he doesn't have a deal, he will still report to camp. But here's the way things break down. Under the franchise tag in 2020, it'd be worth $30.3 million. In 2021, $36.4 million. Wilson's hard stance in negotiations. Uh, also, uh, people are saying he might be interested in playing for another team. Reports indicate the New York Giants were tops of the list, but so we will be on top of this story. Wilson spending his entire se- 
career in Seattle. Never missed a game since 2012. Six Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl title. Uh, the Giants looking at a quarterback, one of their prospects before the draft. Dwayne Haskins set to visit the Giants for two days. He grew up in Jersey. He's a Jersey kid. He met with the Broncos and Redskins last week. And uh, the quarterback also on the Oakland Raiders radar. They have the number four overall pick in the draft. Patriot star quarterback Tom Brady expected to skip volunteer team workouts for a second straight year. A 41-year-old missed last season. Who cares? Threw for 4,355 yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 picks, and won the Super Bowl for a sixth time. Busy night in the NHL hockey playoffs tonight, but breaking news, the Philadelphia Flyers naming former Vancouver Canucks coach Alan Vigneault as their new head coach today. Things starting off with a pair of games in the NHL playoffs, 7 p.m. Toronto and Boston. Leafs laying 20 cents, over under six flat. The series tied at one. Corey Krug and Jake DeBrusque both in the lineup for the Bruins. Nazem Kadri, we're still waiting on that suspension for the cross-check to Jake DeBrusque's head. That has not come down yet. Carolina and Washington, the Canes laying 130 tonight. Washington looking to take a stranglehold on the series to over-under in this game. Six, Capitals holding a 2-0 lead on the bunch of jerks. 9-30, Dallas and Nashville. Stars a small favorite at minus 120. Very low total, lowest of the night, guys. Five flat, this series tied at one game apiece. And at 10 p.m., Calgary taking on Colorado. The Flames laying 120 on the road, over-under six. This best of series tied at one. And Kale Maker, the Hobie Trophy uh, winner, he's in the lineup for Colorado tonight. A great season in the NCAA, was in the Frozen Four and had 49 points in 41 games this year for the UMass Minutemen. Today we honor Jackie Robinson, the man who broke the color barrier. Thank you, number 42. It's Jackie Robinson Day across MLB parks right now. Hey, Austin. Horrible, horrible day on Patriots Day. The Brew, uh, Red Sox losing to Baltimore 8-1 to today. Former Blue Jay Dwight Smith Jr., a dinger for RBI. And, yeah, wow, what a loss for Boston. Dan Straley, the win. Hector Velasquez, the loss. Baltimore moves to 7-10. and Red Sox, 6-11. and Bad start. Games tonight. Mets and Phillies. Phils minus 25, 7.5. guard versus Nola. Great pitching matchup there. 7-10. Cubbies minus 40 at Miami, 8 Darvish versus Richards. Here at 740, we got the Cardinals and Brewers. Nice rivalry. Brew crew laying 35. Total nine and a half. Hudson versus Peralta. Toronto at Minnesota to battle the Twins. Twinkies minus 140. Total eight and a half. Shoemaker versus Perez. 805. We have the Angels at the Texas Rangers. Angels minus 130. Ten and a half. Hill versus Miller. 810 Royals at White Sox. The White Sox minus 139 and a half. Phil Meyer versus Santana. And a trio of action at 1010. Clayton Kershaw making his uh, L.A. Dodgers debut tonight. They're laying a buck 77 and a half in that game. Cincinnati at the Dodgers. Cleveland at Seattle. Tribe minus 15 on the road. Over under seven flat. Bauer versus Kikuchi. And uh, the Colorado is at the San Diego Padres. Padres minus 170. Over under seven and a half. Sansatella at Lucchese. Stick around, everybody. We have DFS lineups. Picks galore. We'll break down the NBA, NHL, and a whole lot more. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage. Stick around, everybody. More Red Heat and Rage coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Rage on Radio Level 2. This is just too good. Mick Aussie tweeted out. Mick Aussie used to play Aussie football. And uh, Mick tweeted out an interview that he did. He was the sports scene player of the week. And there's like a character cartoon of him. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> but it's great. It's like, uh, like it's like you know, one of those simple questionnaires type things. Marital status, single, birthplace, <laughs> nickname. 
Narkel. Uh, senior games played 104. Favorite food? Steak and whale. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite drink? Beer. Uh, favorite TV show, Melrose Place. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> favorite TV show, Melrose Place. Favorite singer slash group, Melissa Etheridge. Ooh. Favorite favorite movie, Mad Max 2. Crazy favorite answers. actor and actress, Mel Gibson and Demi Moore. Fair enough. Other sports that you like, windsurfing, golf, tennis. <laughs> what are your likes? Playing well. What are your dislikes? <laughs> Being injured. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> likes playing well. Yeah, favorite position, center and rover. Fortunately, that's what he answered. He answered the, the position. Yeah. Uh, that, that's great. Favorite TV show, Melrose Place. Whose place? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, you got a full slate of uh, NHL hockey uh, this evening. Like I said, we spoke with Ron Syrak earlier, and uh, worth replaying. Uh, legendary golf uh, writer, get his takes on on Tiger Woods. But we got a full slate. Still waiting on this Cadre stuff, uh, Cam. Like, you know, what yeah. what, 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 what what kind of league are they running, bro? Like, what kind of league? They gonna tell these guys two minutes before they go on the ice? You said it, and I'll give you credit. Like, I I I was kind of waiting for it to come down, and you know, Gabe, I prepped the updates and get ready, and I'm like, so you've announced that Joe Thornton might have a meeting? Yeah, well, they played last. Cadre's playing tonight. Like the Sharks and the Sharks in Vegas aren't playing for another night. Dude, it was a little cross check to the face. I just watched it again in front of me right now. Everyone needs to chill out, man. Like seriously, it was a penalty. Problem is, it was a penalty. Gabe, if he didn't hit him in the face, he'd probably get a couple. Trust me. The NHL, though, I know the way these guys operate, and I'll tell you one he thing. Should he's have a multiple, him, Cam. He should he's have attacked him, Cam. He should have fought him. That's what that. I think. He, exactly. He should have just punched him. He's a multiple offender. People don't like Kadri because Kadri's one of those guys, I hate to say it, even as a Leaf fan, he's done cheap stuff before. He's a pest. But you know what? You said it. DeBrusque is a guy that gets away with a lot of stuff, and people don't talk about him. I talk about Malkin a lot. The Brust does a lot of cheap, shitty stuff, and he needs to be uh, he needs to be punished. The problem is the Leafs have who who on their team is going to punish him? Tavares? No. No, Garner, no, no, no. no. But that's the Matthews? problem. No, they don't have anybody. You almost wish you had a Roman Polak just to you know put his head into the ground. Like that's the thing. It's going to have to be one of the defensemen. It's going to have to be Muzzin. Or Hainsey. There's nobody else who can do it. All the other guys are offensive guys, Gabe. The Leafs aren't tough enough. That's the problem. They should have got. They can't. They can't. And here's another picture of uh, this DeBrusque guy going knee on knee on Kadri earlier in the game as well. He's a prick. He's easy. He like, you know, I hope the NHL takes a look at this. But, you know, whatever, man. It's a joke. Like, whatever. One game. Fine. But the Leafs can't get into this game, man. They need, they need to just still no. play hockey. They can't and their get stars better this. show. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
uh, game time decisions continues. Fantasy Sports uh, Network, I have Table Berenci. Going down with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. As we mentioned, uh, we've got a, a full slate of NHL hockey this evening. Just two games in the NBA, including one of them, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the yeah. Philadelphia 76ers. The Brooklyn Nets came to play, Cam. Damn right uh, they on, did. On Saturday, and now they're Very getting eight and a half points guys. tonight. Very proud. So, you it's a lot be of proud, points. It, it's, a, it's too many points. It's funny. I was sitting in the horse book, and uh, I actually bet on Brooklyn in that game, and I was talking to a guy. Uh, he he was big on Philadelphia. I said, don't be so uh, excited about here. The Brooklyn Nets got a killer instinct, man, and I, I really like their team. Atkinson's done a great job with that team, buddy. And I'll tell you, that is a lot of points. I wouldn't uh, be running to the window to bet Philadelphia. I think Brooklyn thinks they can beat these guys outright. I, I think they're very confident coming into tonight as well. And listen, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not saying that the Philadelphia 76ers aren't going to play better tonight, but I warned everybody coming into this series that Philadelphia are a fragile basketball team. They sure are. I, I can tell these things. Like, they're from the relationship that they have with the coach, to the relationship that they have with each other, to the relationship that they have with the fans. Everything is very fragile. And the the Sixer players basically called the fans out after game one. Joel Embiid said, man, you know what? He goes, if you're going to boo every time I miss a shot, then, you know, you're just getting in my head. Because he said, every time I shot, I was worried if I'm going to get booed after you know, should he be worried about the crowd? No, but that's what happens in Philadelphia. They they turn on you quickly. Uh, they were booing Ben Simmons every time he missed. And Ben Simmons said, don't come to the game, basically. So in Philly, these are fighting words toward the fans can. Right? So um, if we can, uh, Yang, can we get that mic off, uh, please? What, 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 what do you say? Mic on, mic off? <laughs> I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just, with you. I'm just saying, yeah. I was wondering where that echo was coming no, from. No, that's the thing. And I wasn't. Yeah, that's I was the saying, thing. I, I know, Gabe, I, you know me. If you saw me on the thing, I start looking at my board and go, God, here we go. It's the old operation game. What button do I hit? I'm like, thank God. <laughs> thank God it not, it's not me. But I will say this, Gabe. You know, hey, Philadelphia players, get tougher. If you're if you're a professional athlete and your fans are like intimidating you, whatever, go out and play better. Then you know what I mean. They pay money for the ticket. You want to go suck it? Advantage Brooklyn, man. They got a lot of fragile, fragile egos on this team, buddy. And you know what? That's not good enough. It's not good enough in the playoffs, man. You got to dig down. And you said it all year, Gabe. I like the Nets. You know why? Because they fight. They claw. They might have as much talent as Philly, but it doesn't matter. Look at Columbus versus Tampa. Who wants it more, buddy? Who wants it more? These guys can smell it. They can taste it. The fans turning on they get a, off to a nice lead again. Philadelphia might implode. That's the thing. That's the thing where it's so That's important. what Columbus like, did to Tampa Bay. They exactly. scored early, and then Tampa Bay freaked out. Exactly what we talked about. This first quarter here tonight with the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers is critical for, for is. Brooklyn to get out and smother them early. Get out and smother them early and make Philly, Philadelphia's fans turn on the Sixers again, which they inevitably Burr. will. Burr. And they're going to come in there grumpy to begin with. And, mm -hmm. you know, you add it up. Joel Embiid keeps taking shots. He's diving all the time. Like, he's just, he's very un-Philadelphia-like, you know? It's so he's pissing show. people off. Yeah, he's yeah. sort of rubbing people the wrong way with his antics. It's okay when you're winning, but when you're not winning, it gets old. 
right? He's flopping around. He's pushing people all the time. Like, it's an Embiid thing. They're not all on the same page. Jimmy Butler did everything he possibly could, actually. Jimmy Butler really balled. I mean, the guy scored 23 points in the first half. You are correct. Uh, Yeah, like, he balled. But one thing with Brooklyn, Cam, if you notice, though, you know, they don't really have a star player. Like, D'Angelo Russell put up star-type numbers this year. But they don't, like, pass the ball to him all the time. It's not like, oh, our offense runs through him. The thing with Russell is when he gets the ball, he shoots for the most part. He's going to shoot when he gets the ball. But you'll notice, like, with Brooklyn Net games, each guy steps up at different times of the game. They know their damn role. Yeah. Damari Carroll will play well for, like, six minutes in the second quarter where you're like, oh, man, he's, like, he's hitting threes, he's blocking shots. And then D'Angelo Russell will get hot for about ten minutes. And then, boom, Karis LeVert hits a couple of shots. Dinwiddie hits a couple of shots. Like, it's not one guy. Like, it really is a team effort throughout the game where it's like you said, everyone has a role, but it's like, all right, man, like, do your thing. Like, if you're hot, take the shot. Like, that's the way they work with Brooklyn. The Hawkeye gets the shot, and if you're not, pass it up. And if you're open, take the shot. They don't hesitate, too. You'll notice a lot of teams, Cam, like, They'll hesitate. Like Kyle Lowry would get the, the open look the other day, and he'd sort of look at it, and oh, it's, Brooklyn it's get annoying. the ball and shoot it. Like, they don't exactly. hesitate. They're like, they I know I'm shooting. It. Give me the ball. I'm going to shoot it. Right? Like, they're very confident, Brooklyn. They're a better team than their record would indicate, I would say, just because they dug themselves the hole. I mean, you know, they, they they it all started the game. I went to see them against the Raptors. They were on an eight-game losing streak. It, it actually did. It really they were going did. nowhere, and somehow they won that game, and the rest is history. <laughs> I remember that night. I was looking for you, too. I was at the sports bar going, where's Morency? I know he's got the seat somewhere here. And it was crazy. Yeah, they beat the crap out of a good Raptors team. And I will say this, Gabe. You're right. Every Everything you say about Brooklyn makes me want to take them. And Philadelphia, they're that team where they have so many guys that are talented. But you can tell there's a real chemistry issue. And in basketball, that's a problem. you got to be you got to be in sync with each other, man. It's not cool. And, I, and Philadelphia is the worst type of city for that type of thing. And these guys look like they're very, very soft emotionally. They can't plow through something like that. And uh, the early, the, if the Nets can jump on them early and maintain it, the longer the game goes, if Brooklyn hangs around, the worse it's going to be for Philadelphia. For Philadelphia, they need to get up and kick their ass early or else it's going to be a long night for them because Brooklyn won't quit. We've seen them come back from multiple uh, games down 22, 24. They won't tap out till they're probably down over 30. That's the type of team they are. They grind. Um, it's the playoffs now, so obviously it's not easy to not like the Philadelphia 76ers are telling us what's going on with Joel Embiid. Um, he was listed as doubtful, Joel Embiid. I'm so sick and tired of that shit, too. Like, enough. It's so annoying. Like, these guys, Gabe and Hockey, you're playing with the broken legs. Questionable. Oh, I'm hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Load management. Get off your ass and play. You're making millions of dollars. Figure it out, okay? It's basketball. You could, It's a tough game, but you know what I mean? You can go out there and get it done. This stuff is, is a joke to me. Like, it's an absolute joke. It's been a, the whole season it's been like this, buddy. I don't know what your take is, but you got to get tougher. You think the guys in the old days did this? I don't want to sound like we're old, but you ever hear about Magic Johnson, Bill Lambeer, any of these guys? Like, you know what I mean? They go out and play, and they got their, the, you know, cuts, bruises, soreness. Oh, oh I'm hurt. Oh, questionable, doubtful. I might play. I'm done. I don't like Joel Embiid. It's just personal. I I, I think he's a clown. He's a great and player. Joel Embiid. I don't, I don't and like also, and this is going to rub people like you and, and especially people in Philadelphia the wrong way, is he says, 
It's my decision because I'm the one that's uh, feeling the pain, and it's my body. That's They're going to do whatever they can as far as getting me ready and be healthy. But if my body doesn't respond based on the pain level, there's nothing really you can do, uh, says Joel Embiid. And, you know, it's funny because I brought this up, actually. I brought this up on, on Friday. And, you know, I was talking, actually, was with an Uber driver of all people. And it's funny that an Uber driver knew something that the Philadelphia 76ers didn't. Uh, the Uber driver told me, I don't know why they're playing Joel Embiid today. If he's hurt, just like not play him today because this is, you know, and, you know, he doesn't really understand. And I said, I told the guy, I said, you'll see. They'll play him today. And then the rest of the series, every game, it's going to be like drama before the game. Yep. And, and here we are. It's exactly this. He didn't play down the stretch. I don't know, man. He looked healthy on the on the court. You know, he did. I mean, he didn't look. I don't know what the, what the deal is, but I got to tell you, the fact that the point spread is at eight and a half, the odds makers must feel he's playing, Ken. Exactly. I mean, would they if be he eight wasn't, and a half without him? Without him, it would be what? What do you think? Five? Six and a half? I'm thinking five at five and a half, probably. But yeah, at eight and a half, that has to be he's playing. And uh, maybe this is an advantage to Brooklyn again, Gabe. Uh, Embiid, if he wants to play and his body's not good and right and, uh, and doesn't play well early, you know, he might leave the game early. Who knows what's going to happen? All I know is Brooklyn looks very enticing at eight or eight and a half points to me. I'm going to give it a long, hard look. Uh, Philly sports investigator on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. He just said, I see on Twitter, injury report, Ben Simmons, menstrual cycle. Tobias Harrell's <laughs> missing headband. JJ Reddick, where's New Balance? <laughs> Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions continues. Red Heat Rage, our radio. Medicine Sports, our radio network. I'm Gabe Lorenzi alongside uh, Cam Stewart on this uh, Monday afternoon. The Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers uh, tips off at uh, 8 o'clock uh, tonight. I see 810 uh, to, to be exact. 810 Eastern uh, tip off. And then the uh, LA Clippers and the Golden State Warriors at 1040 uh, tonight. I would call the NBA out for only having two games uh, this evening, uh, but there are challenges uh, with the arenas, um, specifically because both the Boston Celtics and uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing camp, right? So And so are the Celtics yeah. and the Raptors. True. So it's hard to bitch. It is what it is. The Raptors will play tomorrow. The Leafs are playing tonight. And uh, then the Raptors will play tomorrow at the ACC. Uh, so we mentioned it's eight and a half points. Uh, right now, the series price uh, for Brooklyn. Brooklyn are plus 180. Philadelphia are minus 225. Um, I mentioned earlier in the day, Cam, and son of a, man, I didn't have the money to do it, though, but this is one of these deals. I think somebody probably listened to me because I said this morning on the air about how if I had like $2,000 to go bet with right now, I would put it on the Toronto Raptors to win the series. 
it was worth it. It was two thousand paid back, like um, seven hundred and sixty-four dollars or something. Yeah, and there's no way in hell they're losing a series to the Orlando Magic. Now it was two seventy earlier in the day. It's now three seventy. That's big a big difference. difference. Oh, obviously they difference. got hit hard with this. Somebody put some big money down and realized, you know what? <laughs> That's not a bad bet at minus two seventy. So the it's Raptors are now bad. minus three seventy. This one's interesting. The San Antonio Spurs are now favored over the Denver Nuggets, minus 106. And I think the Nuggets will be fine, Cam. The Nuggets hadn't been in a playoff game in six years. And the San Antonio Spurs have some veteran players on their team, like Marcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, Greg Popovich, coach, Patty Mills. Patty Mills has been in a million playoff games before. San Antonio just looked like they were more comfortable. Denver looked a little rattled, but I fully expect Denver to bounce back tomorrow night. I like exactly where you're going with both things. And we know in the NBA, Gabe, uh, favorites tend to win a hell of a lot more than in any other type of league. Now you're getting the Raptors instead of laying 14 to 1. I don't like the 370, but you're right. 270 is an absolute steal and bargain for a team that I think should win the series. That's that's crazy. So being down one game, you're getting it from 14 to, to under three. That is a huge, huge percentile and savings it's kind of like live gambling we look for the value the value is actually with the team still laying that price and i'm with you with the denver nuggets good good performance by san antonio i think denver will eventually win the series and now as a pick em game i'm actually going to follow your advice and i will bet denver to win the series at a pick em price down a game it doesn't really matter i think they come back and they will get it done raptors both of them i like both of your bets hell if i could parlay them i will and i'll take a chance that way and maybe turn it into plus something or very very little juice um, Portland are minus 135 after winning the first mm. game against Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City are plus 115. I think that series is going to go seven games. I think I Denver and San Antonio is going to go seven games. Um, old school game yesterday, Cam. I think it was like 84-74. <laughs> Boston and In the Indiana? Pacers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people listen. Yeah. Good. People always squawk. Oh, in the old days, you know, these new dudes and they like, they all, it's all, there's no defense anymore and they all come. Everyone complains all the time about the modern NBA. And then they bitch about this game. That's the way the NBA used to be. I remember it was brutal, dude. I remember, like, playoff games because I bet I bet on totals. I remember, like, the Bulls and the Heat, like, about 10 years ago. They were they were posting totals, like, 172 and stuff like that. Yeah. 82, 78. Like, yeah, you've got to be able to get there. And I was like, no, they did it sometimes. No, they wouldn't. No, they Final score, 78, 74. Or, like, yep. Like you said, yeah, first one to 80 wins, you know, 80 to 76 type thing. You know, even in the old glory days of the Knicks and the Heat that people want to romanticize so much, there were some ugly low-scoring games in those days, bro. There like, sure was. There sure real was. Real ugly. I want to take both dogs in the NBA tonight, Gabe, and I know we'll talk about this more in the DFS gambling hour. And I'm with Clippers, Doc too. Rivers. I'm with Doc Rivers. I think it's a bunch of BS. Uh, so his guy doesn't do anything, right? He asks the ref, was that a foul? And he gets teed up. Yet the, I'm watching the Golden State Warriors players drop F-bombs, say this, that. And that's what pisses me off about the NBA. I get it. You're the champs. We're going to listen to you. But I'm on Doc Rivers' side. They did nothing, nothing, nothing the Clippers did in comparison to what Golden State did to get teed up in games. And that game was out of control. The refing was so in favor of Golden State. It didn't even give these guys a chance. I'm hoping the line goes to like 14 and a half, 15. I actually want to take the Clippers. They've been gritty all year long. And I think it's BS. I, I, I think it's nuts. But, you know, yeah, you're helping Golden State. They don't need any help. The Clippers are the one in the series that needs some help. But this is the way it's going to be, right, Marenzi? You watch this league on a regular basis. It's uh, That's the way it goes. I just think it's ridiculous, though. 
You know, it's it's the, 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 to me, the L.A. Clippers got hosed. Nothing went their way that game. Golden State's obviously going to kill these guys, but let them compete. You know, like they're bitching <laughs> at the refs the whole time. Do you not do you not agree with that, though? They're at this. You can even hear it when you're watching the game. I'm in the sports book. I'm watching the game, you know, at the El Cortez. I'm going down there from the nugget. I'm watching a couple guys. You know, most people have money on Golden State. I'm just watching this game. What the hell do these guys have to do to get a call? And that's what it used to be like for the Raptors. You don't always want to bitch and complain about a league, but the NBA, it is awful with the favoritism. That's kind of why I like the NHL in the playoffs, you know? At least a team like Columbus, they're getting a fair shake against Tampa Bay. It's probably not good for business if they win that series, but they're dominating them, and that's the way it is, right? But it seems like Golden State, no matter if they play poorly, well, or whatever, they'll always get the benefit of the doubt. So, Cam, um, you are a Toronto Maple Leaf uh, fan. I am. And you've been to quite a few games uh, this year, but uh, playoffs undefeated. not... Uh... Undefeated when I'm there, Gabe. They need me, but I really? haven't got the call yet. Yep, undefeated. Wow. 6-0 this what? year. You're 6-0. 6-0. Yep. That's unbelievable. 6-0, 5-1 to the over. Leafs in the over. Bring Cam. Wow, you're good luck. Yeah, and yeah, look at me yeah. with the Raptors. Um, they're 0-4 like against Brooklyn. the spread. They're 0-4 like against the spread. Yeah. <laughs> like, Brooklyn's good to you. The, the Leafs were good to me. I'm not getting any calls from anybody. That's unbelievable. It is They should be giving you a ticket. They hooked that dart guy up. Why? Because he smoked cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, dart man. You're not bringing it. Hey, dart man, you hack darts, but what? What are the Leafs doing when you're in the audience? Who cares if you smoke? I got lots of buddies who smoke cigarettes and other things. Dart man's not bringing them wins. Wow, 660. Oh. Yeah, and I'm nice at the... I give, I give the team lots of money at the beer concession stand. I'll buy a uh, You know what? Come on, Marenzi. You said it. I'm like, I'm, I'm positive for the team. Get the I get my section going every time I go to the game. Yeah, me and Visine Vince, the last game we went to with his woman, they were down one nothing to Edmonton. Then they win that they they won six to three. They scored six unanswered goals. They killed them. Yeah, I think um I really do think that uh, they should be paying for you to be there. Thank like, you. I, I can't yeah. I yeah, appreciate that. Should, and the Raptors should be, no. should be paying you. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we go to Raptors off, games, no. we don't win. <laughs> they're yeah, better, they're off. better off. No. <laughs> no, they've, they've won three of the four games I've been to this year, but they haven't covered any of them. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, they're winning. Money line. Money line, I guess. Yeah, yeah, money exactly. Money line. Money line. Yeah, so you know how much it is tonight to park? I'm seeing here on StubHub, parking pass only tonight. Boston at Toronto. 50 bucks. 95. 95 bucks. 95 oh, bucks to park. Gabe, I got a great idea for you, but like if you were still here and like we knew somebody, you know what we could do it? Because at least this building, you get like visitor parking. And I know the guy now because I used to park <laughs> in the underground. I could probably roll up three or four spots for 400 bucks and we can go to the bar and first round's on me. I like your hustle. Yeah, you, if you get a cool parking guy in a condo, you tell him, listen, yeah, yeah, we're going to cram yeah. cars in There's here. There's 100 for, for you. Yeah, here's a hundred for you. Give me five or six spots. We we grease them. We we get some money and we go to the bar. Sounds like a winner. Or it's too bad like your house isn't close to the arena. You just let them park right on your lawn. Oh yeah, and in my garage. <laughs> I give them both. Joe's gone now. The only thing that's there is his motorcycle. He hasn't come back for it. Yeah, Gabe, it's crazy. I come home, all I see is an empty bed, computer room. It's like I it's like I got robbed, but I guess he left early or whatever because I was in Vegas and I come back, all I see is incense and air fresheners. That's all I got in the house now. And he left me some, I opened up the cupboard. There was one ramen noodle there. One Mr. Noodles. He left you a pack of ramen noodles for old time's sake. 
Hey, Cam, you like noodles? Yeah, thanks. So you yeah, came back and Port- Portuguese Joe's gone, huh? Uh, yeah, he's moving up to uh, Burlington, Hamilton area. His brother's moving in town. So, yeah, now I uh, don't have a tenant. Best tenant I ever had. I told uh, my girlfriend I'll never get another uh, tenant in here. Nobody was good as him. He was amazing. You know, he used to come home with food for me. Uh, it's not happening, Gabe. I can't. It's kind of like you. You have to live alone. Like, you're not the roommate type, and I'll never have one again. It'll never get better than him, so why even try? Right. <laughs> yeah, you reach a certain you reach a certain age in your life where yeah, you just can't be living with other grown men. No, you can't be walking out in your underwear scratching. Hey, everybody. Hey, like I was nice to. Hey, you want a coffee in the morning? And I'd make breakfast sometimes. And you know, he was cool when we did our little hits on Wednesday. When you're doing the morning show, Joe always enjoyed it. He just sit around and listen and stuff. But uh, yeah, we're grown men now. So you know what? That's why I'm working the weekend show. We'll put that money towards the mortgage payment. We're done. He gone. Wow, some good times. I almost feel like we got to play Sarah Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you. <laughs> I will remember. He'll probably be back for the motorcycle though. Still. Yeah, he will. Yeah, and he'll come back. He told he told me he wants to take me if the Jets are still in the playoffs to the bar to watch a game anyway. So good comeback by the Jets last night too. St. Louis uh, was kicking their ass the first couple of games. That's a hockey team. They fought back really hard last night. Got to Bennington. Not easy to do, Gabe. Great games in Vegas. We talked about S.J. Sharkey. They got big problems, man. Martin Jones in that defense. San Jose's done. After this year, yeah, it's funny I don't know though. Everybody, do. I don't everybody know was all do. over. Everybody was game all one. over uh, Vegas negatively. They're like, oh, Vegas were flat. They're not the same this year. Yeah. And now, boom, look at Vegas. They're getting it going against the Sharks. Excellent point by you. And I've never seen a, a, a town that had probably the, one of the best sports stories ever so down on their team. I'm at the Golden Nugget Sportsbook. Vegas sucks. Vegas sucks. Oh, Vegas sucks. Oh, no, no. They're horrible. Man. You nuts. This team has been in the league two years. They go to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, they suck. Probably being a uh, we're rocking. You. you like the jersey uh, today, Cam? Check it out. Simpson, Springfield. Isotopes. <laughs> oh, the Isotopes. Hopes win. Hopes win. Three-eyed fish. <laughs> that is a great jersey. Go, Topes. Topes. Topes win. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, morning after continues. Fantasy Sports, our radio and television networks, a sports byline. Shout out to all of our affiliates, uh, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and everything else. In between, uh, we're talking Tiger Woods uh, right now. We're going to get into the NBA playoffs in a couple of minutes uh, as well, but uh, let's bring in a uh, longtime uh, golf uh, writer, winner of the Lifetime Achievement uh, Award, Ron Syrak, to, uh, to talk about uh, Tiger's greatness. Ron, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's a thrill to be on with you. Thanks for having me. Well, you lied, but I appreciate it nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Rob, we were just going over the accomplishments, and I've always been one of these guys, you know, and I was saying it's almost like LeBron and Jordan, the comparisons. 
in which younger people always said, oh, you know, Tiger's the man, and older people, Jack. And I grew up watching golf with my grandfather, and I'm one of these guys that always said, numbers count, man, and Jack won 18 times. Don't forget that. But the thing that was always so impressive to me about Jack was the longevity and the fact that, you know, he was so dominant and, and for so long and then not win again in 1986. And to me, this is the thing that blows me away about Tiger Woods and for the number one thing, Ron, to me that's so impressive about this is the personal story of it. From the personal problems, man. I mean, this guy was, you know, falling asleep in cars and stuff like that. Obviously in a dark place. And then to, to be back on the top of the mountaintop again. Hell of a story just from a personal standpoint when you take the golf out of it even, Ron. Yeah, that's what makes it really amazing. This is a very different Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, the, the the first version of Tiger Woods, uh, uh, we all put him on a pedestal. Uh, the media, the fans, everybody. And, and he deserved to be there, and he wanted to be there. And he didn't crawl down from that pedestal until he got knocked from it by a you know, perfect storm of physical, technical, emotional, and, and personal issues that knocked him down. And to see him climb back up there and, and do what he did. And he won... He won yesterday as a very different kind of golfer than the first time around when he dominated. Uh, you know, I, I saw Muhammad Ali win the heavyweight championship as three different styles of boxers. I felt like yesterday I saw Tiger Woods win the Masters as a different style of golfer right yeah. now. He, he didn't overwhelm the golf course. He didn't overwhelm the field. He just did what he had to do. He won in a very Nicholas-like way. Yeah, you know, Ron, I, I thought, you know, you talk about old Tiger versus new Tiger. One of the things that stuck out to me is that um, these guys that he beat yesterday, and this was the who's who of leaderboards, uh, by the way. It wasn't like he, he beat a bunch of nobodies. Uh, but these guys got to experience what the golfers 15, 20 years ago on tour did. Sunday, final group, Tiger Woods lurking in those crowds. And I think Tony Finau and Molinari, uh, these guys had grown up watching that and hearing about it, but they got to experience what it's like, Tiger Woods in the final group on a Sunday, and it's uh, it's a little bit different, and they got to, they got to experience it firsthand. Yeah, he hit the big shots when he needed to. Uh, you know, he he took what Augusta National offers you, the, uh, the only vulnerable holes in that course are the par fives. Uh, he birdied the last three par fives, number eight, number 13, number 15, and, and then on 16 to par three, he hit the um, just the uh, the hero shot in uh, for the mm. kick in birdie there. But what I really was the real example of the new Tiger Woods. He won with a bogey on 18, not a birdie. He mm. did what he had to do. You know, he didn't go out and and try to do more than he had to do. And uh, to me, um, that's that's an encouraging sign going forward. It's an encouraging sign that he's reinvented himself. He's like that pitcher who doesn't quite have the 99-mile-an-hour fastball anymore, yep. but he's figured out how to get you out with junk. Uh, Ron Syrak uh, with us. So what do you see moving forward for the rest of the year? Me and Joe were just talking about this, in which, you know, obviously Augusta suits his game. You know, I think that the British Open does as well. What, you know, what's your prediction for Tiger moving forward? What kind of schedule do you think he's going to play moving forward? Will he pick his spots and just sort of uh, shoot for majors right now? Because it doesn't really matter if he wins a, a Honda Open or something like that at this point, right? I mean, this guy's gunning for, for majors, isn't he? Yeah, he is gunning for majors. He'll play a schedule that's, that's based around that. But, but 
here's what's fun to look at. The next major is the PGA Championship at Beth Page, where Tiger Woods has won a major. After that, the U.S. Opens at Pebble Beach, where Tiger Woods has won a major. How cool would it be if we go to Royal Portrush for the British Open and Tiger is trying not only for the calendar year Grand Slam, but he's trying to get the 18th major to tie Jack Nicklaus. That would be that would be sort of off the charts. And I'll say this, from 25 years of covering Tiger Woods, uh, I've learned not to underestimate him. Uh, the guy, uh, The guy's done so many things that I didn't think were possible. And this win yesterday, uh, if you had asked me a year ago, would Tiger win a uh, major again? I would have said probably not. If you had asked me a year ago, is Nicholas's record of 18 professional majors safe? I would have said absolutely. Well, Tiger proved me wrong on winning a major again. He could prove me wrong on catching Jack. Well, it took him 11 years to get there, so let's not get crazy and give him the grand slam right away. I mean, it's also not only is it a little bit different than what it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago in his prime, I think the level of competition, I mean, these kids he's going up against right now, they were seven, eight years old wanting to be Tiger. Um, the intimidation factor is not there with Tiger like it was back in the day with him where we saw a lot of guys. Might be you know, back a little bit now, Joe. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think this is a different generation i mean they don't they yesterday was the first time they got to experience what the pressure is like having tiger on your ass the entire time i don't know that you know the 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 brooks cup is of the world the roar i don't know how intimidated they're going to be moving forward with that tiger woods i still think they think they can beat him I think that's a great point. I think that, uh, you know, these young guys, I mean, look, I saw in the year 2000, I saw Tiger psychologically destroy an entire generation of players. <laughs> Ernie, <laughs> so Ernie L, Sergio Garcia, he dismantled them. They realized yep. that if he had his A game, they were playing for second place. This younger group hasn't seen that. It was 11 years since he won a major, 14 years since he won a Masters, 18 years since the Tiger Slam was completed. So these young guys haven't said it. But on that back nine yesterday, Ian Poulter hit it in the water in 12. Francesco Molinari mm. hit it in the water on 12. We saw, we saw some signs of uh, people feeling a little bit of a heat. Now, that's just some of that's just major championship heat. But... Uh, but it, it, it can be Tiger-induced heat as well. It will be fascinating to see how everybody responds going to the next major. Okay, so there are other players playing in this. And that, that's interesting you bring it up too, Joe, because that's what I said a couple of minutes ago, Rob, before you joined us, that here's Tiger back um, sucking the oxygen out of the room. Like, here it is. <laughs> and moving forward right now. You know, Tiger's back, and there's, you know, these players are still learning how to win. I know they're not intimidated. I know it's a new generation and stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in the head of a new generation of players here a little bit moving forward. Who is somebody, Ron, who else that, uh, let's say, disappointed you coming into this tournament? I was surprised. I'm not going to criticize Justin Rose. I mean, the guy's so good. He didn't have a good weekend of golf. It is it is what it is. But who else caught your eye in a positive way or a um, in a light that you thought he would be he would be a lot better? Let's just you know, talk to me about the Masters without Tiger Woods right now. Well, I I, I was disappointed by McElroy's uh, performance because I was encouraged by what he did at the Players Championship because. I think when McElroy has his A game, he is the best player in the world and has been for a half a dozen years now. His problem is 
he can't win without his A game. You know, he, he's, he doesn't grind. Uh, Tiger won with his B game all the time. Great players win with their B games. And uh, uh, so I was expecting more from Rory here, uh, uh, and, and, and he was not a factor. Um, guys who, I, who I'm really high on going forward, I like John Rahm a lot, and he was in the top ten. I like Tommy Fleetwood a lot. I, uh, you know, I, I, I think both of those guys have not only great game, but they have enough attitude to, to handle uh, being champs out there. Uh, 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 Jordan Speed sort of baffles me. I don't know uh, what's happened to him. But um, I do think going forward, Rom and Fleetwood are going to be a couple of the guys that uh, Tiger's going to have to pay a lot of attention to. Joe, you want to yeah, take us and- out? Yeah, I was going to say, and let us not forget Brooks Kupka, who, and and hats yeah. off to him. He, here's a guy that yeah. heard the roars going up to the 17th tee. He was down two strokes. He puts it in the fairway, and he gives himself two 12-foot birdie chances on 17 and 18. Just couldn't make a putt. But Brooks Kupka is a guy with ice in his veins, who I think is also, over the next five to ten years, is a guy everyone's going to have to look out for. Totally agree. Uh, Brooks plays with a healthy chip on his shoulder, you know, and and that chip's always going to be there. He feels he hasn't gotten the attention he deserves. He's absolutely right about that. I'll throw another name in there, Xander Shoffley. Um, uh, He's a big game player. He comes up big. Uh, You know, he's got a fifth and a sixth in the U.S. Open. He was second in the British Open last year. He was hanging around yesterday, too. He's somebody that we're going to hear from going ahead. Yeah. Ron Syrak uh, with us. Ron, thanks a lot uh, for taking the time to be with us. Um, who would have guessed, man, that uh, that Tiger would not only be back? It feels like golf is back in a sense, doesn't it, Ron? Now, <laughs> it's like, well, we got yeah, a golf, a we got time. a golf season coming up. We got a summer of golf coming up now. <laughs> well, you know what? Tiger doesn't move the needle; he is the needle. <laughs> yes, you know? yeah, man. And I can't whatever, believe whatever, too. Whatever. Just sets up too, as you stated, Beth Page and and New York, the market. We're in New York, man. It's it's just going to be crazy. And, as you stated, here's you guys talked about Brooks. Here's Brooks Kepka, Tiger's chancing of uh, catching Jack. I think 18's a whole lot closer than people think. Um, you know, and it seems to, seems to be the the uh, the common uh, phrase right now. Jack, even Jack, brought it up. Uh, he said uh, he's won at Pebble Beach. Uh, he's won at Beth played back before. Yes, he does have me shaking in my boots. <laughs> Says Jack. <so. laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, if you had asked me what major was Tiger most likely to win again, I would have said the British Open because that's the kind mm. of golf course. Yeah. Uh, all those links, he can play links courses without his driver. You know, he can just go out there and hit that stinger two iron all the way around the golf course. And uh, you saw how well he thought his way around Augusta National yesterday. Thanks, Ron. Yep. Ron Syrak. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. This morning, game time division back live action, fellas. Red Cable Reds, and Proto Town to Ranger Redhead, Cam Stewart. 
countdown is on. Got a couple NBA games, so we're kicking the tires right now on a couple of NBA lineups. We've got a full slate of NHL hockey. We'll break it all down in the 6 o'clock hour. I've already uh, gone out to uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, so there's really no uh, turning back, uh, Cam. I did send you a text uh, when I was on the way to the book. Correct. Yeah, I sent you a text on the way to the book, and we're on the same page uh, for mostly everything. A couple of exceptions. I've decided to, uh, well, we'll share our picks in a 6 o'clock hour, but I went with uh, with Nashville tonight instead yeah. of Dallas, even though, listen, th- this series has been razor thin, dude. You know, both games have been razor thin, and I expect this game to be extremely close as well tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. The difference is I, I like Dallas, Gabe, and uh, getting getting the Stars at plus, uh, like, 110 in the series, I think they could have won the second game, too. It was a nice goal by Nashville. Also, Wayne Simmons out for uh, the entirety. He might be out for a, a long time. I know him probably till the end of the series. Brian Boyle, another gritty player, uh, formerly of the Devils. You know him. He's a real hardworking playoff type of guy that you want in your roster. That is really going to hurt Nashville in this series, I think. I have a slight lean to the Dallas Stars tonight, but you're right. We'll go through the whole board tonight, and I'm really, really worried about my Leafs. And, Gabe, as we talk about tick, 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 still no news on Nazem Kadri. We are less joke. than an hour and 15 minutes away from the game. Hey, NHL, obviously uh, there's no love for, for the Leafs here. they got enough problems as it is. We can't even get it. You know what, then? He's got to play today. There's got to be a window and then be suspended moving forward then. If he didn't give them the answer, wow. he should be able to suit up tonight. Don't you think? Wow. I like your, I like your, I like where you're going with this. Yeah, you're the guy. You call the lawyers, right, Gabe? You know what I mean? You'd be a good defense attorney. I think we got a great case right now. This is ridiculous. So it has got three minutes till six o'clock. I got an update at six, and you're telling me the puck drop is in an hour and a few minutes, and we have no decision. Uh, the hearing was today. When? When are you doing it? Now? Is he, is he, is he on uh, skate guards? Is it just a fight? At, at the ACC? Yeah, like what, what's going on here? What's not is some crazy? Is he in his uniform, Gabe? Like the little kids, they get dressed up in their equipment and he's just sitting there with skate guards in the room? You're next, Mr. Kadri. After Joe Thornton, you're next. Oh, okay. Sounds good. What a joke. This, you, know, this, the NHL's, uh, you know, the NHL's office in Toronto is actually in the Air Canada the, Center, too. I know it is. That's what I'm saying. Or, like, what, or it's the, the <laughs> Scotiabank or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> whatever the hell he's it's called. He's probably there. Well, he's there. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's um it's um it's a strange situation like why don't they just announce this one way or the other like i you know i, I was kidding earlier but like why i no, said i tweeted earlier what are they gonna tell them 10 minutes before they drop the puck but evidently you're yes. actually right yes your joke your joke was actually it's almost like you're clairvoyant and i'll tell you something there's got to be some window of time where the leafs can maybe appeal and say well you know what you didn't give it to us he's playing tonight and moving forward, he has a two-game suspension or whatever. But to suspend him uh, an hour before game time seems pretty stupid and and actually unfair. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But I'm with you on this one. This is this is this is crazy game actually. I'd like to see like if he got suspended and he just played anyways, <laughs> or he tried to just say yeah yeah whatever I don't care I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best. Yeah, they yeah they, they put him on him, give him another jersey. Like, yeah yeah, it's, yeah like, he's from the Marlies. He's from the Marlies. Don't worry about it. Yeah, still to this to this day, the best the best thing ever was when Bobby Valentine got kicked out and put a disguise on. Oh, my, the mustache! Oh yeah, and the glasses. I love it, Gabe. That's those are my favorite things. Like when guys come back with disguises, fake mustaches. You can't beat it. I, I, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, they should do that with Kadri. 
put him in a Rolly Fingers mustache and, you know, go Guy Incognito like Homer Simpson. Are you Homer Simpson? No, I'm Guy Incognito. Uh, I keep hitting refresh, yes. I keep hitting refresh with uh, with Kadri and nothing pops up. No refresh, Gabe. It's not happening. I, I gotta love though the Zully's Bruin fan, like talking like Kadri, like a serial killer or something. I know. Like, shut up, man. You guys are Bruin fan. Nebraska. Nebraska's just he's he's a cheap shot artist. Come on. <laughs>